The IRS announced the 2024 tax season begins on January 29th of this year. So that's just a couple weeks away. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the things that your tax preparer would absolutely love for you to provide them with and sooner than later. Okay. Um, But before we jump in there, uh, for this week's courageous obedience moment, I have started um, reading uh, the Bible recap this year. And it was kind of neat how it came around. It's just a there's different covers on the book. You can get it in a hardcover, you can get it in a brown leather, or you can get it in this beautiful sage green color. Well, green is my favorite color. And I have looked at this book and seen it because we've carried it for a couple years now. And I finally decided there was one left on the shelf after Christmas and I wanted this big, beautiful sage green book. <laughs> so I bought it and determined that I was going to read the Bible through this year. Well, the irony is, is that one of the pastor's wives from our church did a Facebook post saying that she was going to go through the Bible recap and wanted to know if any of the other ladies from the church wanted to go through it with her. So lo and behold, it ends up there's like almost 80 of us going through this book. And I've I'm really enjoying it. It's been cool. She has us read through the scriptures this year in chronological order. So instead of like reading straight through the book of Genesis, we've read a few chapters of Genesis and then we've jumped to the book of Job because Job was written at the time at that same time. So on today's uh, blurb, she gives little blurbs and on she has said that we are to learn to most of the time when you read the Bible, you're reading to see what God is saying to you. You're reading to see what you need to learn or what you need to apply for your life. She says that's where you get messed up. She says what you need to be doing when you need scripture is you need to be looking for God. You need to be looking for how his character is being expressed in the scriptures. And I've really tried to do that every day. I mean, it's only the eighth day of the new year, but every all eight days this so far this month, I have, when I'm reading, I'm looking to see how God is revealing himself instead of what I need to learn. I fully believe that when I seek God, that he is going to speak to me and teach me what I need to learn and how I need to apply the scriptures, but I need to see where God's at work. So anyways, I just thought that was kind of cool. So now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, I'm Michelle, and this is the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast, the podcast for anyone wanting to learn church finances and how to serve the local church with excellence. I am a church finance consultant, and I am also an enrolled agent who specializes in minister taxes. I have had the honor of helping churches ensure compliance in all areas of their finances, as well as helping ministers with their unique tax status for the last decade. In this podcast, you are going to get the very best advice on how to properly handle all things church finances, payroll, and minister taxes, all with a healthy dose of Jesus. So grab a notebook and pen, my friend, to take some great notes, and let's do this. Alrighty, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me again today in the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. Today, because... It is the end of the year, so I am full-blown mode for getting fourth quarter payroll liabilities done, uh, getting year-end 
W-2s filed and W-3s and 1099s and trying to get all this squared away. <laughs> the IRS announces today that they are finally going to open tax season on January 29th. And they're doing this because they're wanting to be more helpful to the taxpayer. I thought, really, people? Um, it's not a secret that tax season rolls around every year. So I don't know why we have to wait for the announcement before tax season begins. And what that means is that when the IRS announces that tax season opens on January 29th, that means that tax preparers can actually start e-filing the returns. The IRS will actually start re uh, receiving and accepting electronically filed tax returns, okay? So I found it interesting. I was thinking back and I thought, oh my goodness, this is my eighth tax season. And I can honestly say, I don't think I don't love it anymore than I did. Um, just because I don't hate it. It's just number one, I don't like deadlines, which is really weird. <laughs> To be a tax preparer, which has definite deadlines, and not to be someone that likes deadlines, but also the tax code just keeps changing and changing and changing, and they can't make up their minds, and all of this special stuff that the current administration has been doing, and they make changes, you know, they changed uh, mileage halfway through the year last year, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? So now that's just something more that we have to do more calculations for tax preparation. But anyways, there are some things that even though, yes, I know churches do not file tax returns, but you know what? Everybody who works at a church, I bet you have to file a tax return, okay? And whether you file them yourself or you pay a professional preparer to do them, whether you're getting information to take to someone else or you're just trying to gather it together, following these few steps will make it easier for both you and your preparer will absolutely love you for this, especially the sooner you can get it to them to the better, um, especially for someone who does not like deadlines. It really, really stresses me out getting about mid-March. If I don't have things for my clients, I start to get stressed out because I want to try to get everything done by April 15th. Um, so anyways, so these are things, here's you a checklist that you can write down of things that you need to start gathering now, you know, get you a binder or a big old manila envelope and start putting these things or getting copies of these things and just throwing it in this envelope. And that way, when you've got it all together, you can get it to the right person. Okay. So the first thing is obviously, and your ID. All right. Most people, this is going to be your driver's license. If you don't have a driver's license, you can use some other form of state ID. Um, but like in the software that I use, um, I can't use like there, you know, if you you prepare your own, you probably use in uh, TurboTax or H&R Block or, um, you know, online software. As an enrolled agent, I am legally prohibited from using what they call over-the-counter uh tax software. So I have to pay a, re well, I'm not going to say a ridiculous amount, but a very, very, very large amount, <laughs> way more than TurboTax cost you, um, software to submit, um, 
returns, which makes sense because if you're going to make money providing a service, normally you got to spend money to make money. Okay, so tax professionals pay a whole lot more for the tax uh, preparation software than uh, normal consumers do. So anyway, so one of the requirements of my tax software is I have to put in the taxpayer's name, the state, the driver's license number, the, um, what is it, the, um, the date received, I can't think of what it is right now, and the expiration date of the driver's license, okay? So you need to have copies of driver's license. So if the wife is going to take the tax preparation soft uh, papers to the tax preparer, then make sure you get a copy of your husband's driver's license, okay? All right, the second thing that's going to save you some, uh, some time is Social Security cards. Yes, we still have to have Social Security cards for everybody that lives in a household that you want to claim on your tax return, okay? You also need date of birth, Okay, again, for everybody who you're going to claim on your tax return. So that's your basic, your picture ID, social security cards, and date of birth. All right. The next thing you need to make sure you get is all of your wage and earning statements. So that means if you worked for anybody throughout the year and they compensated you in any way, then you should have either a W-2 or a 1099 if you earn $600 or more from a particular individual, okay? So that means even if your son who is 16 years old and just got his first job and he worked at McDonald's for two weeks and decided McDonald's flipping burgers was not the same the thing for him, you still need to have, he should, will get a W-2 for those two weeks of work, okay? So all of your 1099s, all of your W-2s, um, if you're at the right age, your Social Security benefits, your, it's called an SSA.1099, okay? So that's going to be another income source for you. Most people, if you receive Social Security only, you're not going to be required to file benefits. But if you have Social Security, if you have other retirement that you receive, if you have a part-time job, um, like my parents, both of my parents now receive Social Security, but Daddy also works. So he has a W-2 and the two SSAs, all right? So make sure that you have your um, Social Security benefits. If you receive any interest or dividends from a bank, believe it or not, even if that puppy is only a buck, you can get in trouble with the IRS and they'll say that you did not file a complete return because you did not report that dollar and eight cent dividend that you received or interest that you received from the local credit union. Okay. That may seem really insignificant, but the IRS is the IRS. Keep in mind, they are the largest collection agency in the world and they want their money. Okay. If you are new to a tax preparer, okay? I always, it is in my engagement letter, it is in my list of new uh, client document requests, and your tax preparer will love you for it. At least bare minimum, last year's complete federal and state return, I always request two years, okay? Because you never know, there may be things in there that 
you as a taxpayer, you don't think it's a big deal or you forgot that you did this or you did the home buyer's credit and you're still paying that off or you did when COVID hit and you took an early retirement withdrawal, but you chose to pay it back over three years, you know, the with no penalties or interest, blah, 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 that special thing going on. Your tax preparer is not gonna have any idea that those situations apply to you without looking at your return. So do yourself and them a favor and get them the last two years of a complete federal and state tax returns, okay? If you got kids in the home and you have daycare expenses, Make sure that you have receipts for those daycare expenses and um, identifying numbers for the individual that you pay, whether it's their social security number or if they have, um, a, you know, if they've made a company out of it, then get the federal EIN for them so that you can claim your daycare expenses. And then, of course, if you have any type of business income whatsoever, bring that in, preferably, hopefully. You know, you've got, um, you've been doing bookkeeping on your business throughout the year. So you've got a P&L that you can bring them. Um, you've got some balance sheets. If you've got any inventory, you've got all that information. So make sure that you bring all of your business income and expense data. And then it's all, it never hurts. I always tell my clients, even if you're not sure if I'm going to need it or not, just stick it in the folder, or in our case, we use an online secure portal. Pop it in the portal, and if we need it, we need it. If not, it's okay. We'll just give it right back to you, all right? So that's just a quick rundown of things that you can start gathering now, because even though tax season has not officially begun, now is the perfect time because we as payroll providers have until the end of the month to get out W-2s. So if you have not received your W-2 by the end of the month, you should get it the first week of February. And also any 1099s also have to go out by January 31st. So again, if you don't have those by the end of the month, you should have them the first week of February. If you do not receive them, please contact your employer or whoever um, you earned the, the money from. The deal with the 1099s is that even if you don't receive one in the mail, though you should, it's still on you to report the income, okay? And hopefully, if you've got the income, you've got some expenses to go against that so that you're not having to pay taxes on the full amount, all right? So anyways, that is going to wrap it up, and um, I hope that everyone has as stress-free a tax season as possible, <laughs> whether you're filing taxes or getting your taxes filed. Um, it is that time of year. So, um, you know, Jesus says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And unfortunately, our Caesar is the Internal Revenue Service. So until next time, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember to always strive to make an impact and not just an income. And remember to look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or were inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to find the show and then share this episode with someone who you think it could help. Until next time, my friend, be blessed.